Welcome to the Daily Objective. Since the war in Ukraine started every now and then, we collect the worst BS that goes on around about the war and we debunk them. Now, since the people who come up with these conspiracy theories or ridiculous stakes or uh, as we call them BS, since their point of reference is not reality, it's not that they see things and they and, and they and they comment on them, but they make up things. So Every few months, we come up with new material. So today, we will focus with three of the latest BS bogus stories going around about Ukraine. And we're going to do it with James Valiant. Usually, we have fun when we debunk uh, videos uh, or we debunk bad takes. Today, we're going to do it on bad takes on Ukraine. So let's jump in without further delay. So the first bogus claim we're going to address today is that Ukraine is draining the U.S. budget. Ukraine is draining the U.S. budget. We hear it very often. Lately, it became a political issue because Rand Paul, supposedly the libertarian uh, Congress, the libertarian uh, person in the U.S. US Senate, said that actually he will not vote for the budget if it includes any money going to Ukraine. Now, Let's see if this is a claim that makes sense. To begin with, we might agree that you shouldn't, that the role of the government is not to appropriate money from its citizens and use it in the way they want, in ways that has nothing to do with the defense of its citizens. So this is an argument that makes sense. But their argument is not that. Their argument is not an argument of principle. The argument is, this uh, we have a lot of problems and giving money to ukraine is just making us poorer now let's check this argument so you'd expect from what they say james that the money that the us gives to ukraine is let's say 20% of the us budget right or 30% like it's it's so big so the question is what percentage of the us budget goes to ukraine because if senator paul makes it such a big issue that it's it's my red line you would think it's a significant amount of money. And yet, the US aid to Ukraine is somewhere between 0.3 and 0.4% of the budget. 0.3 and 0.4. Even within the defense budget, it's 5%. Right. We're spending almost a trillion dollars just on defense. It's just a teeny percentage of it. If you think about just discretionary spending, that's non-entitlement. That's not the retirement insurance program. That's not Medicare. It's just discretionary spending. That's $1.7 trillion for fiscal 2022 that the United States spent. $1.7 trillion, a small percentage of just the discretionary federal spending uh, is what we're talking about here. You could get make up for all the spending we've done on Ukraine by simply cutting back, say, certain energy uh, programs or certain uh, transportation programs. Truly, the discretionary, just the interest on the national debt is a half a trillion dollars. It's almost $500 billion just for the interest on national debt. Talk about getting our priorities 
pretty screwed up. It's not a question of resources. If you believe that helping Ukraine is in America's interest, is part of our important national security interests, then it would seem to me that, that uh, we have a lot of spending that is a lot bigger on a lot smaller priorities, priorities that I would suspect a, a so-called libertarian senator like Rand Paul would be first to go after. Why don't we go after the Department of Energy or the Department of Education or the Department of Transportation or the Department of Housing and Urban Development? We could more than make up for all of the spending that we've done on Ukraine with just that. I'd just like to add one other thing. Recently, one of these conservative think tanks, the Heritage Foundation, they lost their director for uh, uh, national security policy because he disagrees with the uh, Heritage Foundation. Now, they used to be a very hawkish uh, organization on foreign policy being right of center, filled with neocons and Reaganites and people like that. Well, they've changed their position. They say, and this is what the head of the uh, Heritage Foundation now says, America has so morally declined. The family unit is so broken up morally. We have so many other priorities here, such as illegal immigration and so forth. We can no longer, America is just not the way it was back in Reagan's time when we could take a moral stance against Russia. That's literally what he said. And the national security guy who is over at Heritage quit over this quit over this just in recent weeks. Uh, so the conservatives are taking this incredible veer in this, making ridiculous arguments about how America has been in decline and how we have priorities here at home, uh, priorities here at home, the spending of which only makes it worse in most cases. Uh, so the whole argument is ridiculous to me. Uh, they, they could find the money easily in several other places. Uh, this is, a, as you point out, a dinky, any teensy bit of uh, just the defense spending, much less federal spending in the United States. This is the equivalent people of someone having an addiction to alcohol, to prostitutes, to gambling. Like I'm talking about the guy, you know, who go out to gamble and returns home. He has he has even given his watch. He only has his shirts on his shoulder and he walks home. He can't even afford a taxi. And then when he thinks, okay, what do I need to fix in my life? He says, I need to cancel my Netflix subscription. That's my, that's Netflix, my problem. Yes, it's that streaming service. It's really putting it's me my, back. It's the, six, it's the six euros per month in my, in my streaming uh, service that is causing, me, is causing me the problems. Perfect so analogy. It's, it's absolutely pathetic. And we see it all the time. Whenever we see a tweet about, let's say, there's a bridge that needs maintenance or there's a flooding, the useful idiot of the new right, the useful idiot conservative or libertarian will say, ah, see, but we spend our money in Ukraine. So apparently he cannot think about the 99.7% of the budget, but he's so fixated in the 0.3% of the budget. And again, the question is why we're going to try to answer the question on why. So Talking about ugliness, let me take a short break from ugliness and say a big thank you to Quen Cordere Fine Art for sponsoring this episode. Quen Cordere Fine Art has been making the world an even more beautiful place for 27 years. They specialize in romantic art. They specialize in romantic realist paintings and sculptures. And the collection emphasizes themes that will be familiar to us celebrating the moments of happiness, joy, and success po possible to man. You can acquire art that you'll want to live by by visiting them online at Cordere.com or in their Napa, California or Jackson, Wyoming locations. And there's a new series with Iron Run portraits. For every print purchased, 
with the code ARCUK, Quen Cordier Fine Art will donate $25 to Ayn Rand Center UK. So you go and buy one of the Ayn Rand portraits with the code ARCUK. Uh, the Corders will donate $25 to Ayn Rand Center UK. So again, a big, big thank you for your contribution and for making the world a more beautiful place. Going back to ugly things. So we talked about the bogus claim, one that it's draining our budget. Here's a second bogus claim, which even Elon Musk, as we will see in our screen, couldn't help but uh, jump into. And again, I can't understand how someone who supposedly, not supposedly, who must be of high intellect, someone who has revolutionized three different industries, can drop to the point where he sit post things that would embarrass a 16-year-old basement dweller. So here we see apparently Zelensky's face in that famous meme when it's been five minutes and you haven't asked for a billion dollars in aid. So what does this mean? It means that you that Zelensky is a joke because he keeps asking money from uh, to continue his war. It means that Zelensky acts like a beggar. He's not someone who is to be respected. Now, this would make sense, let's say, in a world where there was a principle that says when you fight a war, you have to only do it with your own resources. Has this ever happened in history? Now, I'm not saying that this makes sense, but following their logic. If you see any major war in history, you will see that in almost every major war, the country that is defending itself or that is engaging in the war needs some extra funding. Think about World War II. How much money did the United States give not to someone who we can see as an ally, but someone who was an enemy, but within the context of that call, we say, okay, maybe for a while he might be an ally. So we gave Stalin the equivalent in today's money of 180 billion. We gave Stalin the equivalent of 180 billion. Does this mean that Stalin was a joke and that uh, this war was uh, fake, which is another conspiracy theory that I've heard, or that this war is a major scheme for Stalin to become rich or something like that? So these people are showing a complete lack of knowledge of history. And before I get to you, James, here's some other statistics, some other data. Alexander the Great, but the, the, the supposedly the biggest military leader in history, perhaps he was. Do you know what was the main source through which he funded his campaigns? One was obviously loot, but also loans. You guessed it right. So this idea that because Zelensky is going left and right and asking for aid, this makes him a cartoon, or this makes him a loser, or this makes him weak, shows that these people, supposedly the tough guys, supposedly the guys who are ready to fight for the country and are ready to take arms and defend their country, these people don't even know anything about history, and these people have a completely broken moral compass. So if you want to fight Zelensky, if you want to be with Putin, go openly and say, I'm with Putin. Finding these stupid excuses that, oh, Zelensky is asking for money, therefore he's a, he's a joke, this makes absolutely zero sense. Zero sense. 
you know, we, do, do we ask if Poland had a perfect government when Stalin and Hitler invaded it? Do we, did we ask if France had a perfect government when Germany invaded it twice uh, in the last century? Oh, how about the aid, how about we gave to Great Britain? Would we, let's replace this meme with Winston Churchill's face. Winston Churchill is out there hat in hand begging America for money and America gave Great Britain all kinds of resources during that war. So does that make Churchill a pathetic beggar, not engaged in a valid war against Hitler? I don't think so. The logic would be just the same. You could replace Churchill's face on that, but of course that would offend most people in the uh, on the right in the West today. Uh, but that would be the uh, equivalent in my view. Not saying that Zelensky is the same as Churchill or that Ukraine is the same as Great Britain when it comes to respecting rights or anything. Uh, what I'm saying is that if it's a valid war against a much worse government, and that's the reality we have to keep in mind. No, you know, even we in Great Britain, you know, the United States and Great Britain are not perfect. But the point is, what we're fighting is much, much worse. It's Russia that invaded Ukraine. That presents a threat to the West, a threat to NATO, a threat even to the United States. Once we decide that, once we say that, that that is an aggressive threat of international force, then we the, the priorities become clear then. We have to stop it. Uh, and saying that he's going out, you know, with hat in hand, begging Western countries for money. Well, of course, that's what he's doing. He's not a rich country. He's the victim of an invasion by a more powerful military. Uh, and it's been going on for years. That kind of meme is just so stupid and insulting, morally and factually insulting to my intelligence, that you're absolutely right. How could a man who presumably has the IQ of Elon Musk even come out with such a thing that is just so irrational. And the thing is, if you are a conservative, they've been keep they, they've they've kept telling us that the West is in decline. Why? Because there are no men willing to stand up for traditional conservative values. Here you have a prime minister that his country is attacked, that the West gives him an escape route and says. I don't want to escape. I want ammunition. This guy should be a symbol for conservatives. And yet they despise him. He fights a country which has, I had the data here because they're difficult to comprehend. Ukraine, before the beginning of the world, had one-tenth of the budget of Russia. And it had one-fourth of, uh, of personnel in their army. This is a David versus Goliath battle. This is the kind of the battle you conservatives would be talking to your kids about if it happened in a previous era and if it included actors, different, uh, di different uh, protagonists. But now, because it's Zelensky and because Zelensky is someone that your enemies like, so you hate Biden, but because Biden supports Zelensky, immediately you claim that Zelensky is bad. So your judgment doesn't work. The way your judgment works is... You see what other people, how other people estimate the situation, and then you automatically take the opposite view. So I would respect if you said, look, Mr. Zelensky, out of principle, we're against spending a single penny abroad. So we cannot give you money, but you have our moral support. Yay for you. Uh, screw Putin. The, you have all justice and right by your side. But notice that they don't do that. So every yeah. excuse that they give is just a cope. What they actually after is they just want Ukraine to lose and Russia 
to win. So that's all. All these stupid claims or these bogus claims are just cope. If they were fact-oriented, If they were focused on the facts that you just mentioned, how it's a David Goliath situation, how it poses a threat to Europe as such, if they could see that this is causing Russia and China and North Korea and Iran to work all the more closely together, if they could see the the, the factual issues here, rather than I hate Putin because Biden, uh, or I love Putin, or I prefer Putin, well, how is Putin any different than Zelensky? Well, why? Because Biden is now supporting him. Oh, I see. You're absolutely right. It's the friend of my enemy must be my enemy or the enemy of my enemy must be my friend. And that is always wrong logic. That is always the wrong method to to start your thinking with. Always. So to sum up this point, the fact that Zelensky is asking for money takes zero away from the heroism of his position. In the same way that Alexander the Great does not become less of a military figure in history because he based a a big part of his campaign, he based it on loans and loot. Anyway, bogus claim number three, which is the one that I find most, uh, most hilarious, is that our aid to Ukraine, the US aid to Ukraine, is a huge money laundering scheme. So this appears, as all good conspiracy theories, in different versions. So you have one version, it's debunked, then you find, then a new version comes up, which is even more hilarious. Let's see the original version. This is the Despicable Libertarian Party for New Hampshire. This is, by the way, one of the few tweets, of the few deplorable tweets that they deleted because they thought the anti-Semitism in it is a bit is a bit uh, too much. If you see how they the Bankman Fried or how these guys called at the top looks like. But anyway, what does this mean? So the conspiracy theory is this: United States is giving money to Ukraine in terms of they want to launder this money, and then Ukraine sends the money back to the Democratic Party. You got it. So basically. The whole point of us, quote, helping Ukraine is that we want to to become richer and launder dirty money. Who knows from what? Maybe from Epstein's Island, from Pizzagate. <laughs> I don't know what is the. <laughs> and no matter how you look at the Biden, in, you know, Hunter Biden influencing pedals, uh, peddling scandal, talk about a dinky percentage. <laughs> it certainly cannot be a money laundering scheme for that operation. Whatever you think of that uh, influence peddling uh, thing. Now, where do they come up with these arbitrary postulates? And then they, as you point out, they get refuted. No, it doesn't look like that. Well, the, no, they just come up with another one. And then they'll just come up with another one as if there's some kind of... Now, it's true. When you send tens of billions of dollars somewhere, I want it to, to know where it's going and have some idea of that. But I'm not sure in a war situation, I want all the details. I want some of it. I want Ukraine to be able to spend that money in ways that maybe aren't publicized and known to Russia. But more than that, where do they get the idea? You see, the idea is in their head that the Ukraine itself is one giant criminal operation, part of this money laundering. I don't know where maybe they get from Hunter Biden's story or something, which, as I say, is just infinitesimal compared to the money we're talking about here. But where do they get this idea? I mean, uh, they're arbitrary postulates, obviously designed, gender 
up because they already don't like uh, the war in Ukraine. And uh, from what I can tell, they are sympathetic, if anything, to uh, Vladimir Putin. That's all I can figure. So again, I would totally respect someone saying we should not get involved with this war, but make it in a way that is principled and is based on facts. So here is what the BS, where the BS on this one stands. And this is why these people are so low intelligence. If you wanted to launder money, the worst possible way to do it would be via Ukraine. <laughs> Because you have half of the political establishment of your country being against this operation. You have the Russian secret services, which, are, which would be 100% on it. So seriously, of all the ways in the world you can launder money, you would do it in the most kind of visible in the in the in the area that has all the light the the headlights of the of of the world public public sphere like how stupid how stupid must you be to believe this theory also we shouldn't debunk something which is arbitrary but for the sake of the discussion we'll do it <laughs> the the aid to ukraine the aid to ukraine is monitored by something like 14 different bodies including bodies outside of the United States, including at some point the World Bank when it comes to... First of all, most of the aid is not like cash. Right. So these people probably think that we send like bags with cash and then the mafia in Ukraine led probably by Zelensky or whatever they have in mind, kind of take... This is not how aid works. Of course, they wouldn't know because they wouldn't bother spending five minutes. Uh, that's what they give you the impression that the shiploads of, of cash money or bars of gold are being sent personally to Zelensky <laughs> instead of going through organizations and having the light. Like you point out, that almost makes me laugh hard because the lights of the world, the spotlights of the world are focused right on this more than any other issue. It's not like you're sending it through uh, 20 uh, shell corporations <laughs> to launder money. What you're doing is you're setting it to some of the most big the biggest organizations that are most carefully monitored in the world uh to send this money through like nato or the world bank and all these other organizations as you point out they're pretty careful about their accounts whatever else we think of them anyway the funny thing is that something like a year ago this ftx so the idea again was we send money to ukraine and through ftx They, they send the money back to the Democrats, which also doesn't make sense. Like, wouldn't Ukraine want to keep that money since they have them since they're in a war? But anyway, now the funny thing is that this conspiracy theory left, uh, left the scene for the last many months. So now they will just tell you that Ukraine is a big money laundering operation, but they won't, they won't even bother to tell you why. And I invite our audience to do this. Go to Twitter, put Ukraine money laundering, And you will see how many prominent conservatives, prominent culture warriors of the new right are actually buying into this with zero evidence. Zero. Not even so they, they don't even have a working conspiracy theory. Now they've reached the point, they will just throw the bullshit out there, hoping that you will buy it. So at the end of the day, dear audience, if I would be the audience of these people, of the new right, of the libertarian party i would feel embarrassed because i would feel that these people undermine my iq so much <laughs> yesterday and the same applies of course with the russians yesterday i saw a russian official claiming that 
they bomb they they quote liberated an orphan and someone in Ukraine and they found evidence that the Ukrainians are selling orphans to the west and to whom particularly to Coca-Cola and how could they because they said we found the receipts so imagine how stupid they consider you Coca-Cola would go and buy orphans from Ukraine of everywhere in the world and they would sign they would send an invoice as Coca-Cola <laughs> this is this is their estimation of your intelligence and let me tell you something if you believe these conspiracy theories they are right the russians are right your intelligence is to the point where you probably sooner or later you'll believe that coca-cola buys orphans from ukraine and also they send an invoice that says thank you coca-cola that is insane that is absolutely insane you know just look at the university uh, loan program I, i don't know how much international press it's getting but joe biden the president has been trying to forgive uh, the student loans that the federal government gives to university students uh so to, you know forgive those loans that in itself costs tens and tens maybe hundreds of billions of dollars to actually do and so when you hear all these this bitching and moaning about how we have problems here at home and how we can't should spend money overseas and stuff well just the for call university is the a right to a university education a right that uh truck drivers should pay uh the children of uh, wealthy parents to get no it's obviously unfair on the face of it and yet that is about the same uh level of money that we're talking about with the total aid to ukraine with the total aid to Ukraine. So this whole argument that we have problems here at home, we can't afford it overseas is totally bogus. And so it must be supported by a bunch of arbitrary postulates. They're going to try and find any argument even without any basis uh for fact and you're absolutely right. In recent weeks they're just saying it without providing us a reason for believing that it's a money laundering. You're just supposed to assume that it's a money laundering operation because they don't like the spending. Uh they prefer Putin over Zelensky. That's what it feels like. At least people give us a conspiracy theory that we can spend five minutes to do some research to debunk it. Exactly. <laughs> Something we can refute. <laughs> We're gonna be out of topics. So a big thank you to Roland for your for your super chat. And a big thank you to Jonathan Honig being very uh, loyal with his uh, viewings and with his uh, with his contribution. 6 p.m. UK time today. We have the reality show on COVID lockdown justified with a question mark and 10.30 p.m. TV talk with Mar Pellegrino, Zach and Jennifer on the after party. So here's my final thoughts on this. What is happening here? My motto when I wrote the tribalist book is that tribalism makes you stupid. Tribalism makes you think not with your own minds, but based on the judgment of others. And again, here we have the proof here we have elon musk and other people who i'm sure at some point in their life they were intelligent just espousing every sort of bs every sort of bs and at the end of the day tribals make you stupid and then it makes you immoral because it makes you standing with the aggressor and not with the defender and you contribute to the world being an uglier and uh, more uh, a place where evil can find more fertile ground So James final thoughts. Huh, you said it better than I could have. I would be brilliant brilliant my brother. Uh, no, this is a great example of what you talk about in your book. It really is tribalism. I mean, it is necessarily the I mean, I lose brain cells when I hear some of these arguments and uh more than that, as you point out, it's the the results of losing brain. You know, if we're not rational, 
the, the downstream results are going to be that we're not going to be moral. That is, you put it perfectly, we're going to end up sanctioning vicious, aggressive uh, authoritarians like Putin who are uh, invading smaller countries. Now, when you find yourself like that, it's time to check your premises, ladies and gentlemen. And I would ask all of the Tucker Carlson's and all the Heritage Foundations and all of the conservatives out there who are bitching and moaning about support for Ukraine to check their premises and maybe give the facts, you know, some respect and a a glance once or twice. But... Let's not end with the people who add to the ugliness of the world. Let's end with the people who add to the beauty of the world. And this is Quen Corder Fine Arts, who are kind enough to sponsor this episode. They've been making the world a more beautiful place since 1996. They specialize in romantic realist paintings and sculptures, and their collection emphasizes on themes that celebrate the moments of happiness, of joy, and success that is possible to human beings on Earth. Acquire art that you will want to live with by visiting them online at corder.com or you go to their physical space in Napa, California and Jackson, Wyoming. There's the new Ayn Rand portrait prints and if you buy them using the code ARCUK, code ARCUK, Quen Corder Final will donate $25 to Ayn Rand Center UK. So many thanks to the Corders. James, always fun to debunk BS with you. We're going to be back soon because BS never ends. A huge never thank ends. you <laughs> to our audience and our super chatters. Have a good weekend, everyone. Take care.